Here we are again, another podcast, another 15 minutes behind the profile. And this week, I've got the lovely Angela Sai. Now, Angela is an offer coach. And we dig in to find out what an offer coach is. But I've known Angela for over two years now. And we've been watching each other's content and seeing each other grow each other's business. It's just great fun. And it's lovely to catch up. And we have a good old chat today. We also chat about dreams um business dreams and also the song that she chose today is that song by the cranberries so my first question is always why on earth did she choose that song so without any further ado then let's go and listen to that interview with me and angela why did you choose that song that's a great question um i'm so glad ashley that you sent me a list of um songs to pick from because when last Friday, when I remembered, oh my God, we're going live on Monday. <laughs> I was I was literally in my Spotify and I was going down a musical tunnel of just like trying to find um, trying to find a song. And got your list and went down the list, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, boom, cranberries, dreams, yes, that's it. Um, love that song. I actually haven't heard that song in a really, really, really long time. I think it's probably been been a good decade since the last time I actually listened to that song Um, but that song brings me back to my youth and I think it was um, I mean first of all it brings me back to my youth I think that's an important connection because it was a really sort of coming of age period right when I was starting to formulate my musical identity um, starting to you know kind of identify what sort of music was really me and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just just a lot of things. So so there was a lot that, that had to do with that connection with my youth. Um, and I think also the name was definitely something that just really struck a chord because, I mean, that's completely in the business of what we do today. So connecting that connection with my youth to what we do today, which is all about helping people to really create that business of their dreams and make it work for them. Um, I started actually, I went into Spotify, I listened to that song probably about four or five times just because it was like, you know, trip down memory lane and I was listening to lyrics. I'm like, damn, you know, that is just so spot on. It talks about like, you know, your life is changing every day. It talks about like a different way of being. Um, so, so many reasons. And honestly, I realized actually I could probably just write an entire essay about why I chose that song, but you know, that's not what this show is actually about. So, <laughs> Well, look, um, someone said to me ages ago. Um, if you're going to do a show, why don't you incorporate your guitar into it? And I thought, well, no one's going to be interested. But it's, it's a, mm. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I wanted to be a DJ when I left school. I wanted to be a, on, on the radio. And so, so I'm pretty much doing it, aren't I? I'm playing songs and I'm, and I'm doing, and I'm doing uh, interviews and stuff like that. So, uh, no, absolutely um, wonderful. I lo- look at that. We've got John. John, you found us. Um, I have had no end of problems setting up this show today for Angela. So thank you so much for all of your patience uh, today, Angela. Um, so you're Angela. Um, yes. Sai. And you're an offer coach. So, and, and I know that you're called Sai because you actually recorded your pronunciation in LinkedIn, which is perfect. So oh, come on, tell us. I completely forgot I did that. <laughs> tell, us, tell us all about you and what you do. And more importantly, what on earth is an offer coach? Mm, that is a really, really good question. Um, so, and just before I, I go into that, I just want to go back to what you were saying, Ashley, about, you know, the fact that you wanted to incorporate guitar into what you were doing. And we were chatting a little bit backstage about this. I love backstage. That. Get you. <laughs> <laughs> backstage. 
yeah. I think that's actually what they call it, though, right? No, like, absolutely. Yeah, make it look as if we're in this amazing auditorium. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously a, a LinkedIn personality. People see aspects of stuff on LinkedIn. They're like, you know, that's, that's Ashley, and, and your guitar is obviously a part of that. I'm so jealous because if I could actually sing or I could play guitar like you do, like I would absolutely incorporate that into, into what I do. But okay, so I think going back to your question, it, it, it's related. Um, you asked me, what on earth is an offer coach? Mm. I think um, a big part of, uh, you know, what, what I do as an offer coach or what we do, because I am part of the duo, uh, you also know my business partner, Christina, She's a, a very different personality to me. So the two of us, we, we form a very interesting um, dynamic sort of uh, duo. Um, you know, it's, it's really about being able to fully uncover who a person is and what they do, what they have to offer to the world. And like my tagline says, right, figuring out the thing that you're brilliant at, pulling that out and actually getting that package into an offer. Because so often an offer, people treat an offer like it's just something which is a packaging of their skills and time and like a bunch of deliverables. And, and that's often where it kind of defaults. But our starting point really is that firstly, an offer is actually so much more than that. There is so much depth that actually goes into it. Now, the reason that we started calling us, ourselves offer coaches, I'll be honest, in the beginning, it was because we really needed to find a way that we were able to differentiate and stand out and be different to all of the other people out there that do, you know, marketing advisory, marketing coaching, business coaching, like lots of different pieces. And, you know, we started off as a marketing um, agency. We ran campaigns for, for, for coaches and consultants. We did a whole bunch of stuff, you know, underneath that umbrella. But what we realized is that, you know, the thing that we were doing over and over again, which was actually the front piece that was required, even before we could go into any sort of marketing to make a marketing campaign successful, was this piece, you know, just answering that simple question, what do you sell? Why do people buy you? And why you? Like, how does it all tie into the person that you are and everything that you bring and offer to the world? So, um, yeah, I mean, that that really, I think, encapsulates, you know, what our unique take to to what an offer actually is and uh, and and what we do as offer coaches and and so what, what you're doing then is you're just making it so much easier for people like me and I, I do my LinkedIn daily habit workshop just making it so much easier to to for us to get people to know about it and get people on those courses which obviously is how we make money so a uh, very important role that you're doing Angela well, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, the, the, um, you, you hit the nail on the head. You talk about the way to make money. You know, the offer really is, um, it is a vehicle. It is a vehicle to monetize what you actually do. But what we find is, you know, the steps that happen before, you know, before you actually package what that vehicle is. Like, it, you know, we talk to, we talk to, to, to people and, um, you know, the first thing when they start thinking about, oh, yeah, I've got my offer nailed. I know if it's a one-on-one or I know it's a group coaching. I know it's a, a training course or is it going to be a consulting product, you know, all of this stuff. But there's so much actually that happens before. I mean, that the packaging really doesn't matter. Like when, when you actually identify the essence of what that offer is, like that's going to change. And the biggest determinant of that is going to be, you know, how much time and energy do you really want to spend working in your business like that really wraps the constraints around that right like whether you um you know put the stuff into like a course whether you have like different components that you sort of mash together to make sure that you're getting ultimately the best results for your client like all of that is surface level stuff um you still have to answer the heart of it like why do people buy you what is that real outcome that you give them yeah absolutely and then because you that's all you do 
you you've got it down to a fine art and you can really help people you know absolutely shine and um, nail it as well yeah perfect perfect um so this is 15 minutes behind the profile and so obviously we we met on linkedin and i just want to know your thoughts on linkedin so why do you love linkedin then angela that's a great question um i didn't start off liking or loving LinkedIn. (laughs) who who does who does (laughs) I've actually never asked you why you started liking LinkedIn, but that's something I'd love to. <laughs> to that's, find. For, that's for your show. <laughs> that's for my show. So uh, so I recently, um, because this question was something I, I, on another podcast, they asked me how long I've been on LinkedIn. So I, I looked into that. I looked into my, um, my data on LinkedIn. I, I realized I had been on LinkedIn for 15 years. About 13 of those years, I would say I was silent on LinkedIn. Yes exactly like that (laughs) and I've been in in business for five years so what that ultimately means is for the first three years of business it was like nothing you know desert rolling whatever those things that tumble tumbleweed tumbleweed tumbleweed. (laughs) exactly um I was a lurker on LinkedIn so I would like look at stuff but I didn't post really anything there were a couple of things but I'd like post something then I'd run away and I actually do stuff on my Instagram and my Facebook which I thought was much safer and the reason for that was because you know I spent 16 years in corporate before I jumped into business and for me LinkedIn was a space where my entire professional network was from my entire career up until now and it somehow felt like I was starting again. Like I had built this career, um, you know, done so much over the years. And now here I am, I'm at the beginning, not really knowing what exactly I was doing, not really having, you know, any real business to, to show for it. I was just a fledgling, right? Like things were just starting up. And I had a huge amount of imposter syndrome and a huge amount of um, just inner uh, critic voices telling me like, oh, who are you to be showing up like this? And what are people going to be thinking of you and all of that stuff? So all of that was swirling my head, um, which held me back from posting on LinkedIn. And when I did post on LinkedIn, it was all very prepared, very polished, you know, this stuff, it just doesn't really like you couldn't really get behind what it really was so I think over the last two years um, and a big part of that has been the identity shift like kind of that deeper um, work that was happening alongside all this and just getting comfortable with all that but I have to say right now um, at least in the last one or two years I, I really 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 love LinkedIn I like that it's a very sincere environment it's very genuine it's very hard to it's very hard to be fake and in that way, that means that the, the people that you see, it's like the place I go to validate someone is for real before I actually decide, can I work with them? Because I can see their entire history, right? Like it's not like a, a perfectly polished Instagram or whatever. Um, so yeah, that that's, I would say, the main reason that I like LinkedIn. I think because LinkedIn is still a bit more of a professional environment, people just make more of an effort to actually you know, be kind and show up as the best version of themselves. But also at the same time, there's this um, increasing vulnerability that I'm starting to see that people are allowing people to see who is behind, you know, that um, professional face. So, yeah, I think that those are the reasons that I, I really like it. No, absolutely. And I, I love that. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, I just quickly wrote sincere in the, in mm. the um, banners to put that up. That's a great word. It's a great word for LinkedIn because... You, you go on other platforms and you can be anonymous, but on LinkedIn, 
you're Angela Sai. We know where you've worked before. We know you know who you're connected to and stuff like that. So yeah, the the last thing you're going to do is be rude and goodness knows what on LinkedIn. And so therefore, everyone's really really friendly. Everyone wants to help each other. It's, it's all about collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, John, John Asperian, who's actually um, just put a comment in the show, he helps um, people get more from LinkedIn and has quite a few LinkedIn specialists on his group. And so we get loads of information from him and we're going out and helping other people. And and so, you know, that is the personification of collaborative, I can't even say it, collaborative work and, mm-hmm. and, and being kind. And, and Richard, Richard uh, is saying exactly the same thing. And, and I know Richard helps lots of people with the things that he does. And, um, you know, that there's enough business out there. There's 950 million people on LinkedIn. So there's enough business for all of us, no matter Thank what you. we're doing, including LinkedIn trainers. So, uh, mm. um, but we don't get to see many offer coaches. So um, do you get business from what you do on LinkedIn, Angela? We do. It's actually become um, so crucial for the way that we do business today that it has pretty much become what we focus on about 99% of the time uh, when, when it comes to our business generation activities. And with the business generation activities, I mean, I count also offline uh, work as well because we connect with people on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is where um, a lot of very deep friendships, I would say, have formed. Uh, people that, in fact, I hadn't even met until like one year after we, we connect on LinkedIn, sometimes even two years. And it's been a place of being connected with communities where we've then uh, been part of either in-person events. Um, We've now joined the Women's Business Club, which is, again, another connection that started off initially on LinkedIn by my business partner, Christina. And we now co-host and run their their event space in central London. Um, It's also been a place where we've been approached by people who were running uh, events and also lives like like yourself and also podcasts and I, it's just been an amazing source and I I think it all comes down to that genuine um, you know in person connection again like people can see that you're real you can see that they're real it's very very hard to to fake and pretend because that um, that falls apart very quickly on a platform like LinkedIn so. Yeah, no, we, we um, yeah, all of our activities are, are really based here. We, we do online webinars. Um, yeah, so, and we do, we, we're doing a and a actually. We're really experimenting with the features. So we're doing an audio-only event, which uh, one of our clients who listened in, he described it like a, like a 90s dating radio show. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting way to um, talk about um, the, the, the LinkedIn's version of Clubhouse. That's basically what it is, isn't it? Yes, it um, is, I, yes. I don't, I don't know if you got into Clubhouse during the pandemic. A little bit, um, but, but yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of a lot of people went went off on one on that and and, and did some amazing things and, and and made a lot of connections. But uh, I, I I haven't really tried um, the audio rooms yet. Um, mm. I, I, I pop in. I like I like to see people. I like I like to mm. see and, and and have a have a proper chat. But I and I guess with the um, audio rooms, you can have it on in the background and and just carry on and doing what you're doing. But then are you really listening? So I like I love a podcast. I love a podcast. I listen to all of John's podcasts and that doesn't matter. But when it's when it's on video, you've got to sit there and watch it. And some people are sort of like sitting down, having their lunch, watching this. Um, Other people will listen to the podcast when that comes out on Wednesday. But the audio room, you have to be in that room at that time, don't you? It's never recorded, so you can't catch up with it. So when's your audio room and how do we get onto that one then, Angela? So it's on Thursday. Uh, 
need to check the time. It's 1, 1.30, 1.30 p.m. I know okay. Ashley's not going to be there unless he's going to be listening alongside <laughs> you <in> lunch. <laughs> but we've got to have some rules in business. Yes. And my, lunch, my lunch hour is protected. Very, yeah. very sacred. We, we all have to have our sacred boundaries. So, um, yeah, yes, 1.30 p.m. on Thursdays when we're, we're doing it. <laughs> So look, look at that. So John, John, John and I will be doing an audio room. <laughs> As you can see on the screen, happy to do an experimental audio room with you uh, if you'd like to give it a spin. So there we go. We can help each other. I don't know how many John's done. Um, so this offer coaching sorts of thing. So what are the what are the key things that if I was going to do an offer, what are the key things that I should be doing um, mm. that, that, that you, you, you teach um, people to do? And, and how how you know, what, what are people doing wrong? Yeah, I know how to really unpack that, right? Um, I mean, I think there's there's probably about two or three questions just in what. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where 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 do I really start? Uh, okay, so so you um, so you asked about where where are people going wrong, and yep. that was that was um, the basis of the event that we actually ran. Um, just a few weeks ago, it was called From Expertise to Income. And we talked about some of the common mistakes that uh, where people go wrong. Some of that I hinted on in uh, the first question when you're asking me why offer coach. So I say, you know, a, a, a big mistake that I think that a lot of people make when they approach their offers is that they do think about offers like it's just packaging um, stuff. It's like packaging expertise. How do I package my skills? And that's actually part of the big problem. Um, I think, you know, the way they treat the offer firstly again, you're not considering the thing that's underneath, but also that thing underneath, like what really is your expertise? And, and that's something that I, I talked about extensively in, in the event that I, um, I ran, where a lot of people, they have this idea that expertise is defined by all the things that are external, like all of our skills, all of our, um, you know, titles in the past, um, you know, the, uh, you know, experiences, the different projects we've run on, uh, over the years. And, and, they believe that those are the things that define what your expertise is. But what we have found going through this is that that in itself really isn't it. I mean, it's a part of it. Like, obviously, it's a way that your expertise has come out. But if that was all expertise was, expertise is something then that's really easy to replicate and copy, right? Like anyone can just say, oh, I'm a LinkedIn coach or I do marketing or I'm an offer coach, you know, all of that stuff, like all of these labels. But what's actually underneath? And um, so, so, so the real expertise, right? Like what really is that expertise? And I think the thing that I spoke about a lot is, you know, what if your expertise was a thing that, you know, almost is like a natural talent of yours, a natural talent of yours, which has shown up in every single role, every single job title that you've ever had, every single iteration of your business, every single session that you've ever had with your clients, it's shown up through those things. And every single time you practice that particular expertise, you get, it, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, I spoke about our backstory of how we became offer coaches. Um, and I understand, you know, just how hard it is to actually take away your ex experience and your skills and your knowledge and all of that stuff and really dig to what that expertise is because I kind of rejected that for a really long time. Christina will tell you all about that. Um, 
because she came into our business and she's like, oh, you've been running all these campaigns, but what if you just sell that first piece? And I'm like, what do you mean? People people don't want that first piece. That's the stuff I do for free. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. the stuff that we have to do before the marketing campaign actually starts to work. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, that piece, that piece. Everyone's like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm so clear. Yes, that makes so much sense now. You know, all that stuff. Like people don't want to buy clarity. They want to buy campaigns. But Apparently, our entire business uh, for the last two years has been based around that. So there's a lot of people out there that actually really want to buy clarity. And it took me a really long time to actually figure that out, that that was a thing that had shown up in pretty much everything that I'd done throughout my entire career. Um, I realized that the offer coaching thing, it wasn't just something that I'd been doing for the last two years or even the last you know, uh, three years prior to that, running the marketing agency. It was something that, you know, was you know, pretty much showing up throughout my entire 20 year career up until now, you know, like being able to pull together lots of different pieces and, you know, turn um, expertise and knowledge into sellable products that the, that the market loves. So yeah, that's, um, that's a part of it. So identifying really what that diamond is. And the third part is really around um, focus, you know, we're business owners, which means that we're multi-passionate. We have lots of ideas. We're creative and our um, we can tend to like jump like constantly into lots of things all the time. We usually have about 20 plates spinning all at once. I, th I think, Ashley, you, you would totally relate with that. Yep. But at the same time, when we are just a single person, our energy is finite. And there's only ever so much that we can really do with our time, which is where focus comes into play. And focus is, I believe, uh, where a lot of people also fall down on because, you know, they've kind of started pursuing one thing, um, but something else comes along, they get distracted, they jump on that thing and the thing that they started on never actually gets to see the full way through. And so it, it's, it's really like figuring out where to focus your energy and your time but exactly what is the right place to focus in the context of the bigger business? I talk about the dream business, right? The dream business you want to build out. What is the, the domino thing that you can actually um, focus your energy on creating that is going to be the stepping stone to building out all the rest and making sure that you stay in business, you're generating enough money coming into your business to be able to continue to build out the rest of it. So, yeah. I mean, those were three things. There's there's, there's definitely more, but I'll, I'll stop there because I know we only have 15 minutes. Yeah, which which we've gone over anyway. But we know we know <laughs> we, we know we go till till, till one o'clock. Um, so, do you have a story of one of your clients having amazing success uh, that you're happy to share with us? Yeah, sure. So, one of them is a mutual friend of ours. We we were actually speaking about her in the backstage <laughs> <laughs> i think you know who i'm talking about I certainly so do. yes jane um jane she's a breath coach she's also like you she's an amazing personality on linkedin um really really uh, brilliant stuff so she's a breath retrainer and um you know so so we spoke about focus right that focus and also digging out the real essence of the offer so jane uh her dream was to become a um uh like a, a global educator on breathing changing the way that people breathe all over the world. So you know this because you've worked also with Jane as well in depth. But when she started, she had this like big dream, this thing that she wanted to go to, this big empire that she wanted to, to create all around breathing and, and changing the way people think about breathing. But 
what, where was the starting point? Like if she had started off in the very beginning of her business and that was like what two years ago now when she was just mm. really starting out with building her brand and she was talking about retraining your breathing. But it's like, okay, well, you know, you think no one really sits there and thinks there's something wrong with my breathing. Now she's been active enough now on LinkedIn where she's been putting in a lot of different stories to start change it, changing that mindset. But the educational path takes time. How do you actually hook people in from the beginning? So in the beginning, we had to really identify, you know, I spoke about this concept of the domino, right? Like what was the domino step to be able to set off the rest? And um, it turned out with her, we had to really sit down and ravel all the ideas in her head. And it turned out that her big domino thing was snoring. So that was one of the symptoms. It was one of the symptoms that people could start to identify like, oh, maybe I have a problem with the way that I breathe or I have a problem I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing right now that could be solvable through breathing. We knew where she was going in terms of the multiple different pillars that we had built out. But by being able to identify an anchor on that single pillar in terms of where that was going to start, um, you know, she was able to uh, fill out her first course when she launched it, her snoring course. And that kind of became the, the, um, the stepping stone where she was able to bounce off and start building out the rest of, you know, everything else. But it, it got her the initial attention. People started to sit up and be like, oh, wow, breath retraining isn't just for um, people that are like, you know, really kind of um, living alternative lifestyles and, you know, walking around barefoot and all of that stuff. But it's actually potentially for somebody like me. So it was um, bringing that closer to them. So yeah, that's just one example, but you know we've got plenty. Yeah, absolutely. The show's not the show's not long enough, but your passion is coming out in this. Absolutely superb. So how can anybody get hold of you, Angela, and work with you? Uh, LinkedIn is definitely the best way. Um, I'm very <laughs> active on LinkedIn. Uh, like I said, it's become my favorite uh, platform. So I think the best way to reach out to me is just to connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I think Ashley has my. Um, uh, contact details but anyway you can just also connect through here and we are also running our uh, live audio event on Thursday so so come along if 90s um, dating radio shows were <laughs> ever your thing then I'm sure you'll enjoy it uh, and we're running a, um, a webinar again in October or November now I think November is going to be when we're going to run our next one so so stay tuned for that Fantastic. Uh, Angela, you've been a lovely guest. It's always lovely to catch up as well. Um, so I've got one, one last question before you disappear. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? That's a great question. So um, I'm glad you gave me that one up front because I had time to, to think about it in advance. I would say... Oh, you've given away the secret now. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one that sends the questions beforehand. Oh, no, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I've listened to your shows before. You asked that at the end yep, of the I do, I do. <laughs> you do. So the, uh, so 16-year-old self, I would say spend the time to getting, to get to know yourself. Spend the time to get to know yourself. I think that's something which applies in, um, you know, any stage of life, really, that you go through. If it's a relationship trans transition, job transition, or, you know, especially that jump from when you go from a, a job into going into business. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that, that time to really sort of deeply uh, be still, like understanding and being honest with yourself in terms of what do you want in life and, you know, what – and. I'm not talking about like what what impact you want to create. Like, yes, you want to identify your purpose, but being honest with yourself. For myself and Christina, we sat down last year and we said that we want a business that is able to allow us to work only 15 or 16 hours a week. 
and that was honest, you know, Christina um, and I were sitting there. She was like saying, oh, we've got all these like different, you know, companies we can approach. We can do consulting here. We can do consulting here. And all I was seeing was just like sucks of time and drain and stress and, you know, hustle. And it just wasn't what I wanted life to look like and also feel like. And yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I think really just kind of spending some time with yourself and asking yourself the crucial questions what is it that you want and getting to know that being honest with that would be what I say and yes Richard I am Australian so really good catch <laughs> I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you that um so yeah thank, thank you for that question I was expecting people to ask all these amazing things about Offer Coach but no where are you from uh Angela you've been absolutely delightful thank you to everybody for the, for the lovely comments on the show uh, I will be back next Tuesday uh but in the meantime thank you very much indeed for tuning in and uh, I've got a bit of music to end out with thank you very much indeed we go another podcast in the bag i've been ashley leeds you've been wonderful thank you so much for listening if you want to hear more then please subscribe and i will see you again another day you can find me on linkedin if you want to catch up if you fancy being a guest on one of my shows i do live shows on linkedin twice a week but i also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the youtube channel and we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in. Ever gonna lose, ever gonna win. As long as you're happy, you're always gonna grin.